0: Thank you, Jesus. I'm not feeling you. I'm not hearing you. You are not declaring the name. You are just looking around. You are just gazing. You are just waiting for time. Declare that Jesus is Lord over my life. Jesus reigns over my, my, my marriage. Jesus reigns over my home. Jesus reigns over my faith. Jesus reigns over every situation. Every trial. Every temptation. Every tribulation. Every adversity. In the name of Jesus I declare total victory for the child of God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We declare Jesus as Lord. Father, we have come. We are privileged to be here because of your favor. We stand in the name of Jesus to declare that nothing will deprive us of what we are entitled to in your kingdom. Help us, O oh Lord, to walk in your promises. As we seek to be your messengers, let not the accuser get a better part of us. Let us walk in the confidence that we have in you and in your name. Thank you, Jesus, that you reign over every soul here. Amen. Please take your seats. Praise the Lord. This morning, or we are already in the noon now, it looks as if most of our sermons will be in the afternoon, (laughs) amen, we want to talk about something that Jesus himself brought about as we continue in our month of emphasis on evangelism, and I title it, Launch Out Into the Deep, Launch Out Into the Deep, from Luke chapter 5, from verse 1. To 11. In the New King James, it reads So it was, as the multitude pressed about him to hear the word of God, that he stood by the lake of Gennesaret and saw two boats standing by the lake, but the fishermen had gone from them and were washing their nets. Then he got into one of the boats, and he, which was Simon's, and asked him to put a little, a little, out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the multitude from their boat. When he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, Launch out into the deep and let down your net for a catch. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish. And their net was breaking. So they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both the boats. So that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' feet saying, Jesus' knees saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish which they had taken. And so also were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on, you will catch men. For so when they brought their boats to the land, they forsook all and followed him. Amen. This is one of the most famous passages of Scripture. Jesus' invitation to Simon Peter and his brothers and friends, I myself realized after going over this scripture a number of times, that I had never really fully appreciated what Jesus had been talking about, and I beginning to understand better what happened at that place. first and foremost, I saw Jesus establishing the something within the context that is the surroundings a principle that relates to context that wherever you are whatever trade whatever you are doing this same message can apply to you it just happened that it was Peter and John and uh, uh, and Andrew and Co who were fishermen but it could have happened in the Office of Builders, the construction architects and uh, contractors. It could have happened in the military that this same message, this same command that he gave, he could have asked them, join me in my army. Hallelujah. Jesus just used the example of the boat and the fishermen to demonstrate that within any context that a man or woman finds himself or herself, he can still be a reproducer of his kind. Hallelujah. He can produce after his own kind, just as Peter and co. produced, were, were commanded, or were given the ability or the enablement to produce after their kind. Hallelujah. So the illustration is just, should not be taken as just, oh, you're talking to fishermen, and that's where the story ends. Because at the end in verse 10, he said that, from now, you will not be catching fish. So the same, he said, from now, you will not be leading, um, soldiers to battle. Or you will not be leading business people to make money. Or you will not be teaching students to be educated. So we should get a context there that he was just using that to teach them a lesson. But within the context, a lot was taught. Hallelujah. The scripture said, Jesus first was with a crowd. And then he came out and demanded to be in a boat. Hallelujah. And even within the boat, he gave a specific instruction. He says, do not be afraid. Which presupposes that one of the things that believers or followers of Christ often are intimidated by is when they have to fish for men. Hallelujah. When the Lord says, don't be afraid, means the potential to be afraid is always there. So it's natural for people to have cold feet. To be not sure when it comes to missions, evangelism, soul winning, telling people about Christ, come to church. There is always that. Po- Jesus saw it. That's why he said, don't be afraid. He sets the pace and lays the foundation, makes it that even though this assignment, this, like Pastor Benjamin talked about, the commission, this thing that God has committed to ourselves can look a bit intimidating. It can be a bit frightening. It can look like you want you may be embarrassed. But he begins by saying, Don't be afraid. Hallelujah. So it's reassuring that Jesus is aware that sometimes in reaching out to people of our kind, whether it's in the uh, military, police, or whatever, teaching, market, wherever we find ourselves, in the locality, there is a likelihood that some fear... May come to us. And so he says, don't be afraid. Hallelujah. And he says so for good reason. Praise the Lord. But, on the specific subject of launching into the deep. Let's look at verse 5. Verse 4, sorry. When he has stopped speaking, he said to Simon, Launch out. Into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. For I, I just, for many years as a child of God, took that, the, the two statements as one launching out in the deep and then casting nets for a catch. Right now, as I wait on the Lord, the more I'm, I'm, I'm beginning to understand more and more that one precedes the other in other words if i don't launch into the deep I, 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 my, my efforts at casting the net will be a travel in vain and i began to understand why for many of us it has become a struggle I began to understand why for many churches, one of the areas of struggle is this thing called evangelism. But as I'm I'm beginning to catch the revelation, that look, unless I launch into the deep of God, I cannot comprehend fully the location of the casting out into the net of the net. Many of us are casting the net and we are catching sand. We may catch crabs or shellfish. But in the book of Psalms, from Psalm 107, I think verse 23, 24, 25, it talks about the fact that those who go deep into the oceans, they are those that see the mighty hands or works of God. When the boat is on the shore close, it's near the seashore, the, sea, the sandy area. A lot of times, so many other things are collected in the sandy area. Amen. So the fish may be there, but usually, good fish isn't caught just around the Sunday area. Hallelujah. Usually, they also bring the cassava fish and the deep, deep, the, the nice fish. You know the fish. She, our mafia is here, a professor of fish. She used to sell fish. So she knows the different type of fish. Lumini. Grupa. She used to uh, to sell Grupa. Chile. Odoi. My friend Bishop Mould says that God is wonderful. He creates Odoi as a Garman and Odoi as a piece of fish. Hallelujah. As I keep saying, Gar is a very interesting language. One, two letters come in Ten things. It's the only language you can find that. I don't think there's any language like that. Especially the the, the letters L-A. They mean too many things. I think the professors of God have to do something. Unfortunately, I think Professor uh, Kota is dead. So I don't know who is going to help them to change the language. Because the language, la, 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 la. So many things. It means the same. Different, different things. Very interesting language. Depending on how you emphasize the ah, ah. <laughs> Amen. So, in the ocean or in the river, those who decide to fish just at the shore, oftentimes in Ghana today, now that we have this pure water and all those things, when you cast the net, you may catch <laughs> a lot of nice things. Plastic bags. chalewati. In those days it was chalewate. Now it is plastic bags. If you go to our ocean, our beachfront. That should speak to us. I pray that we if we are part of it, we should repent. Amen. So Jesus says Launch out into the deep. And then cast in it. And I said that probably explains some of the catches some of us sometimes make. Because often we are not in the deep place that you have been directed to. But we have cast the net, the shallow waters. What happens? Because maybe, like Pastor Kuku was saying this morning, maybe the church has declared the month November as the time of reaching out. So, okay, if I don't come and they check the roll, they will find out that this I wasn't there. So I don't want anybody to ask me any question on Sunday. So I will come. That is shallow netting. Shallow fishing. Amen. Or uh, maybe, maybe if I, I, I'm a young man, if maybe these days I'm texting something, if I'm looking for a young lady, if I can come around and maybe through that I can also help myself. You never know. In the morning, sow thy seed. In the evening, we hold out thy hand for either this or that. So if they are not in the church, then we have to bring them into the church. If that is the motive, that's shallow fishing. Are you getting the point there? Because Jesus said he's not talking about fish, he's talking about human beings. Or somebody has a different reason. Maybe we are going to do fishing in tournament. Who knows? I may just strike gold. If I can meet somebody who has something, I'll visit him or her a few times, say a word of prophecy and say, the Lord said, you should release for me one of those cars in the garage, which is something that used to happen in the past. I think it's still happening. People tell uh, other members of the church or they pro- pro- preach to them and tell "Oh, the Lord said, you should bring your car for me to sanctify it. I saw this around the car. And then you see the next time is this. I remember there was, there's a case of a jailed minister, not a, a political minister, a, a, a pastor, who was jailed for doing that sort of thing. Told the person, bring your 100, 120,000 pounds. And the Lord said, I should sanctify it. And the person to pay it and the, to go through his account and, and then come back. And unfortunately, the account, the money ended up in Ghana. And I think he just assumed that once he's in Ghana, nothing will happen. Unfortunately, they, they became a long case. To cut a long story short, he was jailed. So maybe you are thinking, oh, if I can grab one of these East Cantonment homeowners or somebody who is quite well to do, if I preach to him or her, and then something will happen. And you see, it's not new that people fish. In shallow waters. When it comes to souls. Because Paul talk, spoke about this in Philippians chapter 1. From verse 15-17. to When he talks about the fact that some people say that they do it out of envy. Do it out of... Oh, these people are doing it. Which we have to do some. Hallelujah. Oh! Somebody say, oh! There is, I saw this at that church, and they are doing this. We too, we have to do some. Or talking to a guy and telling him, look, an office colleague, say, Charlie, your church, you know, there are some, I, 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 they are, come to my church. There is something that you, you are lacking, but only you will get it when you are in my church. That's shallow fishing. Effortless. That's what I see Jesus talking about. That the process of godly fishing, or fishing for men, is not just. I say, try and error. It shouldn't be that way, but it begins with it says, launch out into the deep. So what I'm engaged in this afternoon, what I'm interested in, what Lord does it mean if I want to launch into the deep so that my fishing will be a, a, a valuable fish? Because you see, when um, Peter and Cole obeyed their master, the Bible said, and they caught a great fish and their nets broke. So if a person obeys or understands what it means to launch into the deep, I believe that one of the clear indicators is that they, they are overwhelmed by the fish catch. We see it in this scripture. Verse 9 says, For he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish which they are taking. And Jesus now is saying that this catch is not the fish, normal fish. So it means that we as a church or as a people can catch fish that will, uh, will, will astonish us. We as women or we as men, we as youth or we as a pastors, we as a people can catch fish that can astonish us. And I'm asking as myself, Lord, I want you to take me to the place where I can catch the fish that will astonish me. Hospital team. Prison team. We want to catch fish. That will aston... I don't want normal fish. I want fish, catch. That will astonish me. Because that's what Jesus is talking about. And the people, the disciples said, "But Lord, we have 12 all night. And yet, we have got nothing. Or what we've caught is not Significant. We want significant cuts that is notable, that will last, that will, will need others to come and help us offload. So I began to probe this issue of deep calling. How do we interpret this subject or engage this subject of launching out? before casting the net into the sea for the great catch. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I began to think about the experience of Apostle Paul. I began to think about the experience of Peter and Cole in the book of Acts. I began to think about other people that have been noted in church history as great fishermen of men, hallelujah. and I realize that i 'm short i 'm falling short. I have a desire. fish catching is more than desire. catching human or natural fish is more than having a desire. Otherwise, Peter and his friends, when they told all night, they would have had that fish. I found out that it's more than having a desire. That's why when you go to many fellowships, many churches, many individual Christians, you say, Lord, we, 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 we want to do this. And people, we use, we use strategies, devices, campaigns, and I realized that still there is a lot of frustration in many lives. Because like Peter and his friends, they said, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. So the thing is more than desire. And it's even more than strategy. As we perceive the strategy. Hallelujah. Peter said, we are toiled all night and caught nothing. But at your word, everybody say at your word, at your word. Um, I, I need the word. And the crowd said to in a song, many years ago, we need to hear from you. We need a word from you. If we don't hear from you, what do we do? That means frustration is setting in. Show us your perfect way. For there is no other way. Lord, that we can do. I I I saw that for effective evangelization, or mission, all the good plans we are doing are good. It's not bad. All the planning we have for next month that we want to do um, training is good. We are all part of it. All the declaration of our month-long mission-centeredness is good. But I discovered that beyond the talking and the preparation and the strategizing, there is something that we must hear from the Lord. And the scripture said, Peter said, Lord, we have done it all, but at your word. I found out many of us do these things. Maybe because the church's word, okay, they say we should come. If I don't go and they check the row and they find out, the pastor will meet me and you ask me at the pastor's word. But the issue is not at the pastor's word. It's not at the church's word. If I, it's not like, oh, let me go and see how it's like. It's nice. So when I went, I felt very good. Oh, it was nice. And many times we get into that as part of the training. But I said, at your word, oh Lord. Peter, are you with me? At your word. So I'm beginning to ask myself, as I, as a child of God, led, supposed to be led by the Spirit of God, how often do I do my mission work or evangelism at His word? You know, during the week, I was driving home and somehow, I just sensed the Holy Spirit, there's a place, a restaurant that i had never entered, I'd never been to. But I just felt that at that time, most restaurants would even have been closed in the afternoon, late afternoon. But just, so let me just go to this place and, you know, and I, I sensed that it was the Holy Spirit, I believe. There were not Ghanaians who were there, they were Foreigners. But lo and behold, in the process of chatting with the foreigners, I realized they didn't even speak English. Then a Ghanaian came and then, as a chat, 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 cha to cut the long story short, I got the opportunity to, to invite the person to church. Later on, when I went home, then as I was thinking of this word, I said, ah, the Lord was leading me to an encounter like the woman of Samaria. It was because of this young person that I ended up there. Not because of the food. Just as Jesus said to the woman of Samaria. But, if I was not, at that time, by the Spirit, led to go, I would just have dismissed that spiritual in- indication. The point here is that we cannot do effective evangelism or mission if we ignore the direction of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Many of the times, when we say we want to do mission work and evangelism at the individual level and the corporate level, many times we just move with our own ideas, our own strategy. But I hear Jesus saying that, no, I am giving you the word. First he says, launch out into the, it means go get into me. Get into the spirit. Get into the move of the spirit. Get into my word. Hear me. Because the field is plenty. It's big. Unless the spirit leads, and you'll see it in the scriptures in a short moment, unless God leads you and me, sometimes we may think that, oh, what we are doing in zone A or zone B or zone C is what the Lord will be nice. Oh, we are in this place. It will be nice to do this and that and that. You know, the disciples were with Jesus on the mount. Say, Lord, what nice thing to be if we built a booth here. And we stayed there. And the Lord said, no, it didn't happen. So sometimes, when we are thinking logically, it doesn't always um, fit into the master plan of the Lord. Amen. Let me run out these points quickly. Then I'll, I'll go, we'll read more scripture. I believe that the deep waters of missions of evangelism Involve, number one, a direction of the Holy Spirit. Number two, a kingdom agenda. A kingdom setting agenda. When the vision becomes an individual agenda, we may be missing it. Everyone that God used, mightily, as I see... That made the work, even though the environment was tough, made it easier. Had a kingdom certain agenda. When we say kingdom certain, kingdom certain goes beyond even denomination. Kingdom certain goes beyond a, 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 a group agenda or, 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 or an individual agenda. It is universal. It is godly. It is God's master plan for humankind. Whenever we say, let's have a general outreach, let your heart be provoked by a certain kingdom agenda. You know, the the reason why sometimes people see it as a burden, as a worrying, and all of this is because many times the kingdom agenda is not strong. People's eyes have not been opened to the wars of the kingdoms, the two worlds. People don't understand that when the scripture says that we are born again, we have been translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. So there is a passion, there is a desire that I want to move people from this kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. See, Jesus, the Bible says when he saw the people of Jerusalem, he he wept because he had a kingdom agenda. He saw the opportunities. Sometimes, Anytime Jesus saw the people and the way he said they were like a sheep without a shepherd. There was a kingdom agenda. He saw the bigger picture. Anybody who is doing evangelism without a kingdom mind and said, it is a kingdom agenda that provokes the compassion. That's another thing. When we say deep, there must be a deeper in, in, in uh, uh, reason, a deeper conviction that moves one. It should not be a superficial thing. Getting fishing, throwing the net to catch fish into the kingdom is more than just, oh, they are going, me too, I'm going. For a long time, I see many of us, we, we get into the mode, that's good, we are part of the sheep, we are part of the flock, we get into it, it's good. But I'm telling you, it's not sustainable. And the sustainability depends on having a kingdom agenda. A kingdom agenda is thinking like the way God's seeing the world as the way God sees the world. The way Christ saw the world. When we begin to birth that feeling, that's, that uh, spiritual understanding that, Hey, there is this destruction. There is this opportunity. That, uh, that when we pray the Lord's prayer, Thy kingdom come, that will be done on earth. That is what leads to the provocation. There must be something that, 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 that provokes one to want to see the assignment of God established in this earthly arena. When a person doesn't see that, we've lost it. We cannot, be, we cannot sustain our momentum when it comes to mission, when it comes to evangelism. It will just be a seasonal thing. It will just be an eye service thing. That is why... If a, a pastor or a leader or somebody is not there, you see that people make their decisions. Because it's the kingdom agenda is not there. It's not like I'm part of a certain kingdom and I'm loyal to the kingdom. And the kingdom sees this world, well, these people that are going. They are, I see, even though they are human beings, I see their destruction. I see their end, not their today. That is deep thinking, deep insight into the situation. So Jesus said, unless you come into that deep realm of understanding the purpose of humanity, see, so deep, deep, coming uh, 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 de- 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 into the deep, it also involves understanding the, the whole purpose of creation. The creation story is more than a fiction story. When you understand it, as, uh, uh, in terms of revelation, as to what God has started and where God is taking humanity, Then it's more than the four spiritual laws. Many times when you go out with people and we are doing evangelism, you say, oh brother, it's your time to share. You see, a lot of, there's hardly a time a person, the partner doesn't fumble. Because the kingdom thing, the depth of understanding of the message is shallow. We have taught it as faith builders. We have taught it in school of ministry. We have taught them in many areas, outreach and all. But yet when you get to the ground and you say, sister, or oh, brother, it's your time. You to you to share. You see the thing starting from uh, what church I do you attend? To that, to that, we, they hit everything except the deep things. And at the end of the day, there is very little conviction. So sometimes some of the people, out of respect for us, they will just pray the sinners' prayer, but there's no death. How many are, bear witness to what I'm saying? You, are, you also of us, you know, if you've been on the you realize that sometimes because you are talking, they don't want to disappoint you. You've talked plenty, okay. So, I want, do you, do you want to receive the Lord? Say, okay. So, it's shallow. Because the agenda, the motivation, the, the, the source is not coming from the spirit. It is in the realm of the soul, in the mind. And we haven't delved deep there. So, conviction. Look at the day of Pentecost. When Peter preached, the Bible said, and the people asked, men and brethren, what shall we do? It gets to that point. People wanted the the, the, the man, the, the jailer. The jailer in um, uh, Acts chapter sixteen. He saw the Bible said he brought his whole household. said, hey, this thing. What can we do? What can I do? Love drives the deep waters of fish. The heart drives it. It's a kingdom setting agenda. Let's look at Acts chapter 8, verse 26. We will not read the whole thing. It says, verse 26 says, Now an angel of the Lord spoke to Philip, saying, Arise and go toward the south along the road, which goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is desert. Now, look at the context of this. Philip had preached in Samaria. Doing very well. Testimonies. Even a sorcerer had been confronted. And now, people had come to the Lord. The revival was great in Samaria. How many of us will leave a revival place, and just go to a place which is, he says, go down the Jerusalem to Gaza. Many of us, even when they say, oh, the church wants to do something in maybe some other part of town, which is not vibrant like cantonment or not like, you know, uh, this thing, I want to see. We, even we, the followers, we are so comfortable to tell, if I were to, at a service day, they say, look, brother, the Lord has led me, brother, Ochley. I want to go with you to maybe, uh, what do you call it? The village in your, your uh, when you're going to uh, Koforidua, that village where. Add also, let's go. We'll so the way it takes this, that, that. but here is a man Philip, who has just had a revival at the peak of the revival. Church membership has grown from 200 to 10,000. He has a mega church. When he's coming, you see bodyguards all over. Protocol. Everything working all over for him. He's on radio. He's on TV. Everybody knows about his ministry. Then the Lord comes and says, through an angel, says from today, I want you to go and meet a man at He is a farmer. He's called Kwesi mensa Meet him on the way from Adoso to the other one, uh, 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 Kwamso. He He's walking. He's carrying Cassava. Preach to him. Says, so for this one, there can't be of God. It can't be. But that angel there, you see, today we don't see angels that often. But angel is a conviction of the Holy Spirit. How many of us who abandoned an a visionary revival, God has given you a mega church in Accra, in Cantonment, in other places. And you want to just, no, no, that cannot be. Even the comfort of this seat, many of us will not want to compromise. And that's because the, the death. Yes, we will come for outreach and everything. But you see, we haven't understood the thing. This foam seat alone is an issue. This cantonment is an issue. And the scripture said, Philip, the Lord said to him, Arise, leave your comfort zone. Having outreach in Laboni is good. Having outreach in all these areas are good, but leave your comfort zone. That's what I'm talking about. Deep. You see, the will, the the deep, the depth is defined by what you are hearing. Your spiritual depth is defined by how you are connected to the Holy Spirit, to Christ, and what you are hearing from Christ. So the scripture says, and the angel spoke to him. So deep called. And said, he went, so he launched into the deep. And when he launched into the deep, look what happened. Toward the south road, which goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza, this is a desert. And it's, the scripture makes it very clear it is a desert. It means that there is no hope. It's a hopeless situation. It's a tiring situation. It's a struggling environment. It's not nice. Some of you, when we, if we, we pastors, when we are away from one, oh, Pastor, we don't see you. Hey, pastor, we don't see you. What is all this? All this sort of thing, it stifles the desire to be in the deep. We don't see you. We don't see you. Oh, yes, you don't want the person to express what God has given to people. Amen. Because if you are not there, there are certain levels of, of, certain catch. That we can never see. 2018 is coming. If the Lord leads us into different dimensions of, of the death, don't, don't use your logic to frustrate the purpose of God. Say amen. amen. Prepare yourself, not only the pastor. You too prepare yourself. When, we, when the Lord says, I should go to Jack Claudia with you and I come, will you go? When I'm, I, 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 I have prayed and the Lord has led me and I say, sister X or brother Y, Tonight, we are going to, uh, uh, katamanso. we are going to be with Lion, not Human Lion, uh, uh, where, uh, Lion Lion, but MP Lion. Will you go? And oh, you say, oh, pastor, where I live, and my wife is just, uh, my child, and the way, you know, after church, will, uh, all the, the permutations and combinations will begin to play. Equidistant. This one is equidistant from here. When you draw total internal, this, it will be this, uh, this one. You so have to measure. This? You are not deep. Amen. The angel spoke to Philip. Leave the revival city, Samaria, and go to the desert land. And he obeyed. And when he went, look at the results. Today, Africa received the gospel. Because he went to meet the Ethiopian eunuch. Today, they say the ark is in that place. Ark uh, Ethiopia. Because somehow, Philip obeyed. Today, Philip is not there. Today, you and me, you and I, we are here. Amen. And deep. He's calling us. And the scripture says, deep must answer. How deep do you want to go? How deep do you want to fish? Verse So he arose and went. And behold him. I don't want to go into the story. Take the second story. In Acts chapter 10. Peter was going about his routine. And the scripture talks about it. There was a man called Cornelius. He loved the Lord, but he was very shallow. And the Lord spoke to Peter, who was a conservative Christian. He would not associate with, 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 with non Jews. And through revelation, the Lord told him, Go, be ready to go. Peter didn't on his own just go, he would not have gone. Some of us, we need a shaking. All these things we are talking about, mission, evangel. You see, it's true when we say yeah, your money can help, but really that's not the real thing. That's the shallow level of, 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 of the fishing. Today, I believe God is calling many of us to shake off ourselves, to want to be with him, to understand him in the deep waters. Amen. But it is only there that we can catch fish that could break our nets. The fish we are catching is good, but it's not breaking our nets. Amen. Cornelius had the opportunity of hearing the gospel because Peter was deep. The Lord revealed himself to Peter. And Peter's visit to Cornelius' house was in fulfillment of the prophecy of Jesus that when the Holy Spirit comes, you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, the uttermost part of the world. So, Philip was the groundbreaking person for the Samaria. And beyond Philip, they have to go to the uttermost part of the world. Peter's experience with Cornelius was also a groundbreaking assignment which took us into the realm of the, the uttermost part of the world. Hallelujah. Amen. Asia Minor. In Acts 13, Paul and Barnabas, verse 1 to 4, they were there praying with others, enjoying revival hour, enjoying prophecy, is good in church to be warm, to be happy. But the scripture said, Whilst they were there, the Holy Spirit said, Separate unto me Paul and Barnabas for the work for which they have called. And many times when you are in a church or in a ministry like this. And the leader or leaders come and say, Brother or sister, I see the Lord asking us to do A or B or C. Many times many of us like to equate it to that of men. And say, Oh, this one is your mind. So for this one there, yeah, have to do this and how to calculate that, how to do this, I have to do that. But then in verse three, you see, he says, And they're being commissioned by the brethren. Amen. Did you see that? Having been fasted, they prayed and laid hands on them, and they sent them away. Now, go on right to verse 4. And you see how deep calls and deep answers. So, being sent out by who? Being sent out by who? Being sent out by who? Mm -hmm. They went to Cilicia, and they sealed. So, it's very easy to assume that sometimes when apostolic mandate is being exercised in the body... To say that, oh, it's this person. If I came to you today, and I said, the Lord is leading me to uh, uh, maybe J. Krodria of Kaswa or Badriasi to, to do something. And the Lord, I, I, I sense that you are the right person that God will use by the to help me. So, so, forth, they may bond pay. And after a week or two, you come and tell, oh, so, forth, the way, what you said is good. I'll pray with you, but you take the lead. But the scripture said it was the Holy Ghost who sent the man. The man. But people can easily assume, that, oh, it's pastor. We are calling deep. And deep must respond. Hallelujah. You go further, chapter 16, you see another experience. We are talking about the fact that Jesus said, launch out into the deep and cast the net. We are not going to, we must pray to God, Lord, we don't want to cast net anyhow. What's the point in casting net? Only stretch all night and cut chalewati. Sweat all night and cut a, a small one. Sweat all night and uh a, 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 a polythene bag. When we could catch fish, Because of obedience. Because of the spirit. Many of us are able-bodied fishermen and women. But even when the spirit is saying, you are able-bodied, you are not seeing it. Today God is calling you. Today God is shaking you. Off your seat. God is telling you, it is time. I'm going to give you an opportunity to respond to a deep call. And I want you to respond properly. I believe that Paul, Peter, and all these brethren, it is through their obedience to that call that we are here. It's through their obedience. Yesterday I was at an ordination, a, a, a consecration ceremony. And I was, I, 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 the, all the ceremony impressed me than the testimony of how the woman got converted. This lady who was consecrated was born again when she was in a car girl school. Through the, Ministry of the Archbishop, Duncan Williams. When he was new uh, newborn again at, uh, at the Church of Pentecost. He used to live at airport. And he would walk all... The, the lady was living at La Pass. Those days, the motorway wasn't stretching beyond Achimota School area. From uh, overhead, you now had to... There was a dirty road. There was no road. Rough, rough bush. From Abelain there was no proper road all the way to Macate Hill. And he would trek from airport to follow up this lady. And not only preach to her, after preaching to her, they would trek to Akra Academy area, Church of Pentecost, have a church service, they close and come home. That's the part that moved me. And this woman also began to preach from that time. Young lady. And with that passion, with that desire, with time, the Lord called her. And I'm asking myself, maybe comfort, mercy, benefits have changed us. How many of us today would want to do such a thing? For one soul. Because there was a deep call. There was a deep call. But when there is no deep call, convenience. Comfort is what we all enjoy, all want. Beloved, I came to tell you that God wants you to launch into the deep. I or all of us to launch into the deep so we can respond properly to the call. Today, if you hear His voice, the scripture says, harden not your heart. As we bow our heads in a moment, as we pray, I'm not saying that come and be a pastor. But I know that there are people that have a burden to to be part of this kind of missions. Where you hear the voice of the Holy Spirit, where we have been rebellious to that voice. You say, Lord, help me, forgive me. Talk to God and say, Lord, forgive me. I want to be sent of your spirit. I've heard your voice many times. But because I don't want to move out of the ordinary, I've been fighting you. Forgive me. Say a prayer. Say, Lord, I beg you. Forgive me. Talk to God and say, Lord, I beg you. Forgive me. I have been disobedient. Paul said, I have not been disobedient to the heavenly call. But you can decide that, Lord, I want to be obedient to the heavenly call too. Now, Lord, you say to the Lord, Lord, I'm ready to go. Not because pastor says, not because the church says, not because I want some money. Not because I want promotion. But because I've heard you. You want to say, Lord? I want to be part in heart. Not in mouth. Not in just word. But in reality. Of this kind of mission. That I can not only launch into the deep. But Lord, cast my net in the deep so I will catch a multitude of fish. So Lord, help your people as we desire to catch. I pray, O God, meet the desire of your people that we will hear your voice to launch into the deep and not only just be there in the deep but we will cast the net in the deep grant us, Lord, help us who when the deep fish comes and its multitude we will get strength to preserve this fish. Oh Lord, help me. Lord, help me. Lord, help me. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Many of us, God has been waiting on you for so long. Not to be a pastor, not to be a, anything official but a person who wakes up every morning with a kingdom agenda on mind, in the mind, burdened to do something about it. Will you listen to that call and respond? Thank you, Jesus.